You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You're tuned in to Pen Drop Discussions. We're delivering insightful information through genuine conversations. Never miss a message that's for you. What's going on? You're now tuned in to Pin Drop Discussions, and this is your host, Tyler Parker, and I'm very excited to bring you guys a fresh new episode of Pin Drop Discussions. And today the topic is stillness, and it's referring to the stillness that we've had to endure because of coronavirus, which is um, obviously the disease that has kept us um, in our homes for the most part. I know a couple of people uh, that uh, go out and, you know, have to make their routine visits to grocery stores, um, super stores to pick up items like toilet paper that were very hard to come by because um, of the panic. And um, it's, you know, it's not far fetched to to say that, you know, of course, the items that are going to expire the fi- the fastest are obviously going to be um, the items that are, um, you know, going off the shelf first. But um you know, it was like toilet paper and water were um, very interesting ones to go missing. But of course, everybody gets water whenever there's like a hurricane or anything. And I'm, I'm from North Carolina, so that's what they do. Um, or that's what we do, rather. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, stationed somewhere else and I, I forgot where I was. So um, or was from. But anyway, um, currently there's over one million six hundred and ninety six thousand one hundred and thirty nine cases confirmed three hundred and seventy six thousand two hundred people have recovered and there have been a total of one hundred and two thousand six hundred and sixty nine deaths as per Google. so I'm guessing that's also coming from the CDC. Well, actually, no, it says it's coming from Wikipedia. So, uh, you know, they didn't allow us to actually use this in uh, in college, uh, like, you know, uh, sources from Wikipedia, because anybody can, you know, edit it. But um, I'm just going to go with it for right now. Um it looks like in the United States, there have been a total of 18,679 deaths and uh, 28,706 people have recovered. And it also looks like we have the most confirmed cases at 502,513. And the reason why I wanted to start with those numbers is because I don't want any part of this episode to convey that I don't take coronavirus serious or for that matter any disease that is out there um, because regardless of whether they are man-made or um, plagues or they're God sent or they're um, just uh, from nature you know which is also God sent but um, you know I'm not here to impose beliefs on anybody obviously and uh, I just want this to be a matter that is 
taken seriously in all communities. And um, I don't want to be responsible for spreading uh, misinformation. And that's just um, information that I got from, you know, just researching it on Google. So, um, but just backtrack for one quick second. There was something that I was reading today because um, I, I haven't uh, read my my Bible in a while. Just a uh, <laughs> just throwing myself under the bus here. Um, and it's not because of the times at all. It's uh, just because of me and the position that I have been in and uh, just the amount of stress that I've been under. And, you know, of course, I I do a lot of preaching about, um, you know, mental health, spiritual health and physical health and uh, spiritual health. I definitely say get your strength from um, your relationship and not religion and um you know, religion is definitely not tied to a book. Um, I believe that is a relationship because, you know, anytime you want to spend quality time with somebody that you love, you find some way to get into their presence. And I just believe that that book is a tool to get into the presence of, of Yahweh. And that's one of the tools that you can use. And that's one of the tools that I have neglected during this time. So, you know, also, I like to have accountability. Um so when I'm, you know, I tell my, uh, I tell my brother this, so it's not like I'm, j- I just get up here and start uh, <laughs> telling my business, because um, I, I tell it to, you know, uh, the select people that are in my circle um, when I'm going through something, when I'm struggling, they are my therapist currently, and, um, you know, I just think it's a, it's a power in admission uh, because then you can start to turn things around once you admit it, and. I was reading this um, this book. It's called The Bible in 366 Days for Men that my mom got me for Christmas. And uh, I'm going to throw her under the bus now. She said she almost didn't give it to me because they don't uh, typically make these books for uh, like these little devotionals for women. She was like, I was going to take it and read it. And it's not necessarily throwing her under the bus. It's just, um, you know, I. I understand where she's coming from as far as these texts there, because they're more so centered towards us men. And um, the paragraph that I was reading was it's start, like so today it has a obviously it's 366 days um, in the year. So it's geared towards like a verse a day. So at the top, it's it has like this section for, um, I guess, reflection and um, just for you to kind of center your thoughts. And the so today's um, reading says God is a shelter for his children. He does not guarantee a problem free life, but he does guarantee his presence in the midst of the storm. He is on duty during the worst crisis. We are never alone. When the storms rage, we can run to him. And, you know, that hit me in so many different ways this morning. I was just like, dang. Uh, So I had been struggling with... Uh, a little bit of alcohol, which you can read about on my blog post. Um, it's a WordPress slash pin drop discussions.com, something like that. Um, but just Google pin drop discussions and it's a WordPress blog. And uh, the link is also on Facebook, but um, I go more in depth about it because I'm not going to uh, go into depth right now. Um, but 
it was just that my focus had centered away from being this driven person because I wanted to see creation move forward to a person that was dwelling on the fact that I couldn't move it forward because of lack, because I lacked things that I didn't feel like would make me successful. And, you know, obviously success is, you know, determined by yourself. Um, We put a lot of that pressure uh, on ourselves, and I do. I put so much pressure on myself every single day. Uh, One, because I'm a black male. And um, growing up, there's there's a phrase that lives in black homes that is as a black as an african-american male or as a black male i mean um you just have to be twice as good as the person that is the best because that is the only way that you will truly succeed and you know my idea of that was like okay well now i've got to be four times as good because everybody else is trying to be twice as good so there's like this never-ending competition that i have with myself to the point where it just seems like why even try you know, and uh, it got overwhelming for uh, years. And it took this coronavirus for me to sit in my room. And it took, you know, drinking at like nine o'clock in the morning one day, it took drinking at two o'clock in the afternoon. It took, you know, um, just days of saying, I'm going to do a pin drop. And then, you know, just not finding the topic and then finding a topic that I wanted to discuss, but it wasn't the topic that I needed to discuss because it was something so personal that it was just burning within me. And, you know, of course I could have talked about it with passion and in detail, but it's not something that needs to be discussed because not because you know, I'm not vulnerable enough to discuss it, but just because that's not the that's not the image for the brand that I want to project. And that's that's difficult because, you know, as uh, creators, you know, you want to put out there everything that you possibly can. But, you know, try to keep yourself in this little bubble. And it's hard. It's a it's a very fine line. But, um, you know, it's a. Uh, it's complicated. And reading this this morning after, you know, coming to the realization that, you know, I had things that were still, you know, plaguing my mind as to far as as far as why I couldn't produce what I wanted to hear and the quality that I wanted to hear it because I still had things holding me back mentally. Oh, man, that was a it was a realization. And then realizing that um, alcohol was not a key. And I know you know, everybody says I say it, you know, it's like, oh, these, you know, you can't become dependent on these things, but you don't realize how thin that line is between dependency and fun, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm just having fun. And then it's like, oh, well, now I'm just drinking the pain away. And now I'm just smoking the pain away. Or now I'm just, you know, thrill chasing to get the pain away. Or now I'm just sleeping with, you know, X number of people just because it, gives me it fills a void you know it ne- like you never crosses your mind when you're feeling that void i mean it might to some people some people more maybe more adept at that um but i mean i considered myself pretty adept <laughs> not gonna lie i was like you know i'm <laughs> i've got a whole podcast i've got a whole brand dedicated to uh bridging the gap between mental health spiritual health and physical health i think i'm i think i'm covered and um 
And then I had a couple of friends suggest that I slow down. But it was a because I wasn't sharing because I didn't even know what to share. I was just like, I mean, I just feel better. And it wasn't until this stillness that I had to embrace every single dark place and dark question that I had. And, you know, I thought I had done that already, but there was so much more uncovered because I just kept going and going and going and going that I was able to skip over things that weren't pertinent to, you know, um, my production. You know, uh, I was able to be productive without answering those questions. So, um, yeah, I was just able to gloss over it. And being locked in my room with myself <laughs> and just by myself, you know, like I have people I FaceTime and talk to, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't like, you know, being able to have a distraction. And uh, that was that was critical. It was a critical turning point. And that was what I call a character defining moment, because when I had to get up and look in the mirror every single day and say, you know what, I want to drink. And then I had to stop and say, you know what, why do I want to drink? And I had to just sit there and say, okay, well, and it wasn't just sit there because I had to ignore calls. I had to ignore texts. I mean, I've had to ignore people to get answers because I am the type of person that will use people as a distraction. Sorry. I apologize, but I will. Um, Because it's easier to just move on. It's easier to just say, you know, I'll deal with this later. And I think that um, this capitalist society has, you know, done a excellent job with being able to kind of just assembly line us through life and we don't necessarily have to address issues. So that's why I say that I think this is a blessing and a curse. You know, it's unfortunate that so many people have died and it's unfortunate to see that so many people are, you know, falling ill to this virus, but it's also highlighting income disparity. It's also um, highlighting um, health disparities and especially in uh, the urban communities. And, you know, it's now raising attention to it. So, you know, there's a, a little light at the end of the tunnel. And um, I just hope that we can move forward as um, not just as a nation, because obviously this affected every single nation. It hit us harder than uh, any other nation. And you'd be surprised at that because, you know, we we uh, like to cling to the idea that we are the best. And uh, perhaps we are. Perhaps we are, but perhaps we can get better. And I think that is a very good conversation starter to um, have with um, members of Congress, um, our... Uh, municipal uh, leaders and uh, just, you know, leaders on every single level are church leaders, you know, especially the ones that decided they were going to try to try people's faith versus a disease. You know, uh, that was uh, interesting. I personally wouldn't have told anybody to go to church when the conditions were what they were. Um, because, you know, God does give us uh, favor, and he does uh, have a protective will and a permissive will, and um, 
you know it's it's just really trying it's it's really like uh kind of interesting to try to try your faith by saying oh don't worry about it this is just god trying us in this season and we still need to come together i mean i think you need to kind of just pay attention in the future as to the things that are going on and as far as uh, ministry is concerned you as a leader of the flock you have to pay attention to um i don't want to just say like social parameters that are being taken but it's these are safety precautions that you need to adhere to and I think you can still find ways to meet like there are people that meet over Zoom. You know, there are people that um, do virtual meetings. Um, Well, that is Zoom. But, um, you know, there's ways to still cater to your flock without putting them at risk and especially at higher risk. And um, I hate to say it, but definitely in uh, black communities, um, the people that are typically like always in church the ones that won't miss church for anything are people that are in need of seeing god you know what i mean and and when i say they're in need of seeing god i mean like they're probably in like some type of financial despair so they're probably living in poor conditions which means they probably have some health condition that Hopefully they're aware of if they've got, you know, health insurance or if they know just genetically they've been predisposed to uh, some condition in their family history. And, um, you know, you just have to be more cognizant of those things that are going on. Um, And you definitely should hold yourself accountable. Definitely, 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 definitely. If you call yourself a leader. Um, So, yeah, my main point in this is, is how we respond to this um how we respond to this crisis i know i've seen like a lot of people say you know whatever you come out of coronavirus with hopefully it's some type of trade or some type of skill um hopefully it's some different understanding of yourself most importantly uh because if you come out of this with a skill or a trade and you still don't know yourself you have greatly robbed yourself of an opportunity to really sit down and listen to your body, your mind, your spirit. Um, this, this is really a time where you can be at peace. Seriously. I mean, I know it's like mind boggling the fact that, you know, everything is, um, kind of just up in the air. Uh, but this is a great time to just be at peace with yourself. I mean, whatever's going to happen is obviously going to happen. Uh, there's not much that we can do about it uh, at this point. So the only thing that I suggest doing on top of, you know, finding a skill or a trade is finding yourself. And uh, how you respond to this crisis is definitely going to shape the rest of your year. And um Yeah, I just hope you're not like me. Don't fall victim to drinking every day. Don't fall victim to smoking. I don't I didn't smoke, by the way. I don't smoke. (laughs) I just, you know, um, know that that is one of the vices that people have. Just don't fall victim to a vice is my is my point. Um, Just kind of work those things out within yourself. If you, you know, have family members, hopefully that 
can you can reach out to and uh, can give you some advice on that standpoint, that would be great. If you got some friends that you can reach out to is maybe somebody else has seen something that you may have not discovered and they might know they might have an idea of a direction that you need to start in. And a start is is always positive. And with that, um, I just want to leave you guys with one more quote. Uh, from this book that I've been reading. It's called uh, The Motivation Manifesto. It's by Brendan Burchard. It's a, it was a number one New York um, bestseller. And uh, it's on page 30. And I'm in the chapter about fear. And it says, A great maturity opens in the human psyche when we accept that we can control our impulses by conditioning our thoughts and that we alone are responsible for our emotions and reactions in life. And that was, you know, again, perfect for me because it's all about the response now. Um, We've been faced with a crisis. We've been faced with dealing with ourselves, with dealing with others. And, um, I had a joke I was going to put on social media, but I guess it really wasn't a joke. It was like I had been practicing social distancing with my feelings. Um, But yeah, practicing social distancing with my feelings was because I was hiding from something else. So, you know, that unlocked uh, a deeper level for me to tap into and uh, more questions for me to ask and, you know, just more time for me to sit in silence and observe myself and be more comfortable with myself. So the fact that if I do decide to have a drink, I'm not drinking to block out those questions or block out those answers even. Um, But I can just enjoy a drink or I can just enjoy company or I can enjoy a phone call. So... Yeah, uh, let me know what you guys think. This has been Pin Drop Discussions. Uh, please be safe out here. Um, you know, wear a mask, practice social distancing, um, drink water, exercise, uh, do all that good stuff. And uh, most importantly, share Pin Drop Discussions. I'm joking. Um, most importantly, just continue to love people, uh, continue to love yourself, continue to. Um, just be in attendant to yourself, you know, just know what's going on inside of your body and outside. Just, uh, you know, check your surroundings and, uh, yeah, just continue to have faith that we are going to get through this and we're going to be better on the outside. And if you don't have faith that we're going to get through this, then it's a good time to start. It's been pin drop discussions, Tyler Parker. Peace. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.
You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.